Hello and welcome to the End-Stage Renal Disease Treatment Choices Learning Collaborative, or ETCLC, podcast series. In these episodes, we'll hear from transplant, donation, and organ procurement organization professionals as they share their experiences, data-proven interventions, and lessons learned as we collectively strive toward our national aims for more kidneys transplanted and fewer kidneys discarded. Okay, so first question is, do we work with the dialysis centers after transplantation to reduce DGF? Um, is that correct, Kevin? Well, what, yeah, I mean, what, what is your relationship with the dialysis community post-transplant for you know, future care for these patients? Well, um, I think uh, it's, it's actually very good. Um, we notify, first of all, I think the key is communicating with the dialysis community very early when patients are brought in for transplant. And then at the time of discharge, making sure that the dialysis centers know that patients are going home and that they need dialysis. And we have, you know, we're obligated to hold their dialysis uh, chair for them for at least one month. Um, and so we communicate with those dialysis units after transplant. And we talk about how often they should be dialyzed, how much uh, ultrafiltration should occur to optimize performance. We keep people um, closely, we, we have a program called RARE, which is um, reversing uh, avoidable readmission events. Uh, it's an acronym, and our nurses call patients who are on dialysis every day to talk about fluid balance, uh, blood pressure control, uh, diabetic management, and that communication every day allows a shorter time of DGF uh, and better uh, transplant outcomes. And so that process, both collaborating with the dialysis centers, optimizes uh, and reduces DGF period. Um, the second question is how do you uh, prepare patients in dialysis units pre-transplant for this? Um, twice a year, we actually, uh, we have a program that talks uh, to our local dialysis units uh, about the transplant process, both pre and post transplant at Hackensack. Uh, so we educate the community. We do a Zoom call twice a year um, for dialysis nurses and social workers and administrators. Uh, and we talk about uh, things about like this, about um, choosing organs, organ selection, patient selection, uh, how we manage it. And we have about three or 400 participants twice a year on this Zoom meeting. Uh, that educates the teams about the, uh, our performance, uh, both uh, at the granular level and at the very high level, just getting them into the units, getting us into uh, to, to see patients for eval. That outreach on the front end is so important because, you know, the paradigm in the dialysis units is, I'm not going to bother referring this patient to a transplant because they don't want to wait around five or six years to get a kidney offer. Um, and, and those dialysis caregivers need to know that that's not necessarily true. Their patients can get transplanted quickly. Thank you for listening to this episode of the ETCLC podcast series. We encourage you to steal shamelessly, as we say, any recommendations and best practices shared by the presenters and their organizations. We encourage you to listen to our other podcasts that help support and improve your transplant work. Also visit our LinkedIn page. ETCLC. Follow us on X, formerly Twitter, at ETCLC1, and check out our YouTube channel for more resources available at ESRD-ETCLC.